What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. So glad that you're joining us today. As always, I want to thank you for your time and your consideration in listening to this podcast. And if it's your first time to kind of make it simple and sum it up for you, this is a podcast about life being hard, but it's worth the squeeze. You got to go through the hard times to get to your rainbows, to get to your sunshine. We all have those storms, and this is a podcast about sharing some of those storms and maybe some tactics on how we can get through it. And I'm really excited for today's episode. It kind of goes in hand with No Rain, No Rainbows. We're talking about uphill strategies. And my man, Tim Pecoraro, joining us today. How you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here with you. And I'm honored when you said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I "I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah. You said, come on. I said, let's do it. You have a time slot we could fit in. Let's let's make it happen. No, this is good. It's exciting, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for this conversation that we're about to have. And we're going to jump into it right away. But before we do that, I want the listeners to kind of get to know you really quick. So why not introduce yourself and uh, kind of give them a quick backstory? Okay. So for me, I'm I'm originally from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a person... uh, I, I was a special, a specialized chameleon yeah. when I grew up. So in other words, I was really good at taking color from the world and not very good at putting the color back, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, I, I've been known to be just the guy that's ethnically ambiguous and I grew up with not a whole lot of identity. Yeah. And so, um, made a lot of bad mistakes, bad decisions, bad choices, did mm-hmm. a lot of really, really bad things, right? Yeah. Um, I got welcomed to leave college <laughs> <laughs> and, um, found myself as a young man in my early twenties, right when I turned 20. And, uh, I met a gentleman who helped me to realize that even though we weren't the same at all, he said, I, I didn't do the things you've done. Probably never would want to. Mm-hmm. He said, but we both need the same thing. Yeah. And he said, if you let me show you what we need that we both share that, I would like to help you unlock what's inside of you. Mm. And from that time on, man, uh, that's been my goal and my pursuit is to always make Continuous improvement, personal growth has been my thing. Yeah. So literally my background is, it's just, it's growth, development, yeah. always going to the next level. Um, I'm content, but I'm unsatisfied. <laughs> I love that. And anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that the last thing I say every episode is let's grow. So there's a reason from the moment we met, man, I felt the vibe and I think we've connected pretty, mm-hmm. pretty quickly and pretty yep. strongly. And, which is why I have you on the podcast today and unpacking some of the things you said and kind of just jumping into it and trying to get deep here. You mentioned identity and not really having one growing up. That's something I can relate to. I, I was a kid that was, I was too black for the white kids, yeah. too white for the black kids. And I kind of struggled with my identity and that caused me to make some questionable choices trying to be someone I wasn't. What do you think are some of the landmines people can step on when they're not sure about who they really are? I think it's not understanding it's okay to be close enough to people to learn, Mm -hmm. to discover, right? Because we all want to individuate, right? We're all looking to be an individual. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But what we end up doing is we wind up conforming to things because what we're doing is we're we're borrowing way too much. In other words, I'm borrowing your shoes. I'm borrowing your jacket. I'm borrowing your jeans. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, I'm Ted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you don't feel like it, Tim. And you, that's right. And so it's that simple. What we do is we get so close that, of course, you're going to take on some of the characteristics of the people that you run with. But I think one of the biggest landmines is that we don't pay attention enough to the fact that it's okay to borrow for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like music, you know, so some, somebody's growing up listening to Quincy Jones all their life. Yeah. Right. Or with, since they were little and then they'd start playing the piano. 
Well, if they don't realize that that was good for a time and that's what they cut their teeth on, but eventually they've got to start finding their own voice. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we get frustrated because we're, we're trying to find a perfect voice and we haven't taken the time to develop it. Oh man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, so in other words, we're trying to find the, the perfect already. Mm-hmm. But part of that process is just as you took time to, as a little kid, you know, your mm-hmm. mama put Cheerios on a little tray. And you see that little kid just slap their hand down, try to grab it, then it may stick to the hand and it, you know, that yeah. goofy look, you know, they get it. But then they get better and they, the motor skills start to develop. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know, it goes from finger grabbing to it's a bowl with some milk in it and a spoon. Yeah. All the stuff starts building. We're so impatient. And that would be the second thing is, is we, we don't, first of all, we don't recognize that. It's going to take time and it's okay to borrow for a minute. But the other one is just that patience, really putting emphasis on day to day. What I mean by patience over here is, Hey, give it some time, borrow it for a minute, feel your way in it. Is this, you know, does this, you know, align with me? Does this feel comfortable with me? But then once you start doing that, you want to step over to this other side and say, this has to be day to day. Mm -hmm. I've got to learn to, to really understand what patience is. I need to day to day think about it. Yeah. Day to day, who am I? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Does this align with me? And we need to learn that at a younger age. Unfortunately, we grow up and we get broken in so many places, it's hard to try to go back and recover. Yeah. So instead of trying to recover, what I do is I go to straight discover. Yeah. So don't get into trying to recover something because I don't want to recreate old moments. I don't want to try to recreate the best things in my life. Equally so, I don't want to spend my time trying to never see what happened in my past happen again. Mm -hmm. What I try to do is say, what can I create now that's fresh and that's new? So you can only do that through discovery. Yeah. Start discovering. When you discover, you move things into your awareness. When you move into your awareness, you can start making different decisions. Mm -hmm. And when you make a different decision, you take a different action. And when you take a different action, you're going to have a different outcome. And whether the outcome is for you, or you don't even like the outcome. The one thing you can say is, I own that. Yeah. Now you start getting a picture of who you are. It didn't go right. My identity is, I own it. It went right. My identity is, I own this. Good I start bad. moving into that discovery from all these little finer motor skills. From slapping the Cheerio, to finger the t- Cheerio, to it's in a bowl with a spoon. Yeah. I start to develop just like that. That concept that you kind of just beautifully broke down reminds me of something we spoke about on an earlier episode called the gap. And Mm -hmm. I mentioned that somebody might have beautiful taste in music. They listen to all their favorite jazz songs, but when they sit down on the piano and they start playing, it doesn't sound the way that they want it to sound. Mm -hmm. And what they end up doing is they give up playing the piano because they can't play to their personal standard. Right. And when you're mentioning that, that patience, right? That, what am I doing today? How can I get better today? Try this. Try that. Try your style. I think you're talking about you borrow to kind of get like a blueprint. Just to start. And then you develop your style along the way. Kind of go outside of those lines that were written in front of you and find out what your path is. Right. And I think by doing that every day, people get into their groove. But it's hard because it's not to their standard quite yet. Right. You mentioned how growth was something. You mentioned Somebody said, Hey, we, we want the same thing. Yeah. Right. And you, you got, you got into this growth. I think for me, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate. When I started paying attention to self growth, I was in that gap personally because I saw where I wanted to go and man, how far I was from it. 
and it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. What do you say to somebody who, who feels like they're ready to mold who they are, put their color into the world? They haven't found their voice yet. They see where they want to go, but they're intimidated by that staircase. That's a, that's a great question. Um, well, the first thing is they have to understand that nothing's going to grow without going through this process. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite sayings is pressure is our privilege. Mm-hmm. The one privilege we share as all human beings, if we, for growth is pressure. You know, yes, someone has money. They say, well, they're privileged. They were born here. They're privileged, right? Yeah. I say, you know what? I don't focus on all that stuff. I focus on the fact that this, the privilege that we all share is called pressure. The only way you can get to the essence of something is you have to squeeze it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like adversity, adversity will reveal who you truly are, not who you say you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the way you discover, you start discovering yourself. So for me, when you, when you see that hill or that climb, which is, you know, that's me. I'm all about that uphill thing that you have to say to yourself, you have to begin with the end in mind. What does my emerging future look like? Because my current condition is down here. My emerging future is up here and they don't match. Mm-hmm. They never will match. Right. So what I want to do is say, if I'm here, my goal is obviously from here to there. Yeah. Right. And it's still a journey. And it doesn't stop because growth should be a day-to-day thing. You're never going to arrive. So just let that go. Anyone listening, you will not arrive. Okay. (laughs) Just let me say it. It's not going to, but you just get better. Right. But the thing is, is I try to call it like a living forward plan. So basically, what do you want your legacy to be? So your legacy doesn't have to be this big thing like, oh my gosh, Tim, that's insurmountable. It's so massive. No. How about your legacy in the work that you do? So pick something that you're in this gap. What do you want the legacy of what it is you're trying to do? The emerging future of it. Mm-hmm. What do you want it to be? Then secondly, what priorities do you need to establish in order to make that legacy true? Mm. Simplify it. Yeah. Get into a priorities thing. So like if you want to make X amount of dollars, right? You say you want to be a millionaire. Well, you got to, number one, you have to understand I need to behave like a millionaire. Well, what do millionaires do? Well, let me research. So priority for me to make that legacy true. If I was, that was what's motivating me for growth. I want to say, I want to research, find out what are the priorities that they have in their life that they focus on all the time to make that legacy true. Mm-hmm. Then you move into the, how do I get from here to there? Yeah. That's where you now free yourself because you've done some homework. You've got vision. You've done homework to set up, you know, some roadmap. Mm-hmm. And then you get into saying, now, which route or which one am I going to take first so I can get from here to there? That's a simple way to break down a practical move to take away some of that, you know, that overwhelm that happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like when you when you have a kid, like, I, you know, we have three kids. And I remember the first one that came home and they didn't give you no manual. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's 19 now, right? But I remember he couldn't even fit in his car seat. Like he was, I mean, you know, I'm trying to stuff things around him because I'm thinking, you know, he's going to fall Man. out of this seat. I'm driving 10 and two, just gripping the wheel, going down the highway 385. I'm doing like 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That's it. Precious cargo. Everything's shifting inside of me, all of this. But I don't know how I'm going to do tonight or tomorrow. You know, the best thing that helped us that? was getting priorities in place. What do we want our parenting legacy to be? Mm. What priorities do we need to establish? In other words, we work together. Our child is a product of our union. Mm. Our child is not the union. Wow. Like all these little things that helped us. Now, how do we get from here to there? See what I'm, see, I'm breaking it down. So close the gap by giving yourself things that you can do daily to build the confidence you want through getting some successful movement. Yeah. Kind of making it bite-sized. Yes. Make it smaller. Make it mm-hmm. simpler. 
and yeah. consumable, if you would. Yeah, get rid of the overwhelm. Yeah. Because it's already overwhelming. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like you're overwhelmed and you're going to overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the elephant. Yeah, just, yeah, just stop. Yeah. yeah. You know, Start taking the bites. One bite at a time. So you mentioned something um, about the millionaire example, mm-hmm. um, if that's what drives them for if growth. that's what you're right. What drives you for growth and how did you find that? Oh, man, that's a, that's a really, really good question. I want to be world class. Nice. Period. People nice. sit there, I'm going to be the best this, the greatest that, and all this. No, I want to be world class. Here's what world class means to me, Ted. Mm-hmm. So if I was in the Olympics, say you and I track and field, we're in the Olympics. We'll even let Dre come in, too. You know, he gets to run with us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's fast. <laughs> I know he is. But I'm just saying, but he gets to be in this, too. But so each of us represent a nation, right? They only give out one gold, one silver, and one bronze. But see, the thing is, is people look at that goal. You know, all they do is focus on the gold, silver, and bronze. You know what I look at? I look at all the people that ran. Mm. They got to be in the arena that no one else was. Yeah. They had to go through trials. It's called a trial for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you see all the things that they go through to get into the arena and they're world class? Yeah. So for me, I don't waste my time trying to be the best. So my legacy is number one, I want it to be said that Tim was world class. As a man, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a leader, as a developer of people. Wow. And so what does that take? Well, priorities, right? So same thing. If that's what I want my legacy to be, I break it back down. So what priorities do I need to establish? Well, Mm -hmm. here's a priority for me. Create habits that I'll spend the rest of my life trying not to break. Instead of spending my time trying to break bad habits, I make ones that I'm going to spend my life trying not to break. That's an example of what I did. So that's a priority. What else? Personal growth. Every single day, a certain amount of time is dedicated towards something that is not in my own head, believing my own press and being a legend in my own mind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend some time hearing from someone else. I even try to disrupt, disrupt my own paradigm of what I call truth. Right. Hmm. And so that, that part of it is so I can focus on my learning. But then another priority is unlearning. Oh, yeah. That's another priority of mine that I've established to unlearn and then to relearn. Mm -hmm. So those are examples of four priorities that I've established in my own world, or actually as five, that I can make myself into a better person to make that legacy true. So these priorities will help establish to make that true. And then down at the bottom is how do I get from here to there? I'm just telling you, those are my practical steps to actually do it. That's every day. I really work hard at doing that. Now, what did the exploration of finding out that wanting to be world-class look like if someone's listening and they're like, man, you know, the million dollars doesn't, doesn't motivate me. The world-class doesn't motivate me. Um, does it take soul searching meditation? Mm-hmm. What do you think it looks like for somebody that's kind of trying to find that umph, that why? That's a great question. First of all, I recommend Simon Sinek's book, which is a great book for anyone to go read, you know, start with why. That's mm-hmm. a great place. But, um, you know, to simplify for people who aren't going to read a book, because I know a lot of people aren't, and they're not going to buy an audio thing. I like to say, go into the discovery mode. What makes you laugh? Mm-hmm. What makes you cry? Yeah. What is unjust to you? What is just to you? And as you start doing that, write those things down. Then get another piece of paper. And I'm a good old fashioned. Give me some printer paper, no lines on it. Fold the paper in half, lay it landscape or lay it. Yeah. The horizontal fold it in half. And on one side, what do I like to do mm-hmm. on the other side? What do I not like to do? Yeah. And when I, then I move my mind over to what I like to do. And then I go back to those memories of justice, injustice. What are these things? What do they mean to me? Look at what I like to do. And I start building a discovery map. And then I start saying, what can I try? 
You know, if I say I want to be, you know, I I would love to um, work for causes or I want to help to eliminate, you know, poverty is an injustice to me. So maybe one of the moves that I can make is understanding that I like um, serving people. So then I notice that it, poverty elimination is important to me. Yeah. And then that, it breaks my heart. It makes me cry because it's an injustice to me. But at the same time, it brings me joy when they're served. Ah, discovery. I like it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Little things. Yeah. Allow yourself, once again, it's simple things anyways, man. Think about with your girl, right? Yeah. Think about it. It's a simple thing, right? You can go get her something big, something just extravagant and lovely. Mm-hmm. But if you every day, though, left her a note, Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she knows you just freshly ripped it out of one of your favorite notebooks too. Mm-hmm. And you write, what does that do? What's the difference? Because it's something that you're cultivating over a long period of time. And so that becomes the simple thing becomes that much more extravagant, but it becomes a greater ingredient for a bigger picture yeah. of value for your future. That reminds me of something I read once talking about people don't fall in love instantaneously. They fall in love over the little things. They mm-hmm. fall in love over the little Times you were there, your significant other was there. And the little things where today I got out of work, I'm driving to the gym, I'm busy, Jess is busy, and I called her. She's like, Oh, hey, babe, what's up? What's wrong? I said, babe, I'm just calling to acknowledge Nothing's you and say what's up. Yeah. You know? And she was taken back by that. And I, I'm trying to yeah. be active mm-hmm. with that and, and make sure I'm attentive because to your point, you know, the big, the big gifts, they're good every once in a while, but, that's not what sustains the relationship and that's not what continues the growth of the relationship. Just like the little things in your everyday growth are pivotal to getting to the, it's the little things that make the big changes. And they're, yeah. And they're going to help you discover your why. Yeah. Because remember your why, if you know, if you're clear on your why, guess what? You're not going to spend all your time questioning the what, Mm -hmm. because your why will tell you what to do. And then because your why is clear and your what is, you know, moving into, you know, as far as into your purview and your point of view, yeah. now you can get into your how. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I love. And then with whom? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, that's what I like. I like connecting those dots. So I don't, you know, so someone said, what are you going to do? I, because of my why, I'm always discovering what all the time. Yeah. Because I go in, I dig inside myself. I connect back to that why, make sure I'm clear. Is it aligned? Mm-hmm. And then my awareness shifts because of discovery. I'm kicking things up into my conscious mind. Nice. And what's interesting is the things you never noticed before, you will eventually start to see. I'll give you an example. Close your eyes and mm-hmm. just keep them closed. Okay. I'm not going to do nothing weird. <laughs> All right. But I want you to now open your eyes and look at me. But now look down to your left. What do you see? Now look back at me. Guess what you still see? The glasses. How clear are those glasses to you? Very. Do you see what I mean? Now, and if I had something on the other side of you do the same thing and you look back at me, guess what? You're going to see the whole dimension, me, the glasses, and whatever else was on this side. Wow. What's incredible about that is that's why we have to spend time getting into that zone of discovery because once it's in your aware and your awareness in your conscious mind, mm-hmm. your mind starts to now look for that because your brain was meant to solve a problem. I like it. You see what I mean? I still see the glasses. Can in my you see, isn't that crazy, man? It's still right there. Yeah. And even when they're, and go to a restaurant, trick somebody out one day, they're talking to you, whatever, say, look to your right, have them look at it, and then look back at you. Now look to your left. It's, they won't be able to stop saying it. Yeah. It's going to be stuck in their vision. Because their brain has said, ah, that's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it brought to your attention. What do you want to do with it? Your brain is sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And you got to tell it. You got to tell it. And that's the move. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we've gotten to the why. We've gotten to the growth. I want to get into 
the cup you just drank out of says uphill on it. Anybody that's watching the YouTube video, if you're listening, definitely check out the YouTube video for the glasses example that Tim just did. (laughs) But I want to advert our attention to uphill and uphill strategies and everything you're doing with that. Talk a little bit about, I love it when you you say you can't go uphill with a downhill attitude. With downhill habits. Or downhill habits. Well, my, my mentor, John Maxwell. So when I was 21, um, around the age of 21, um, I had the privilege of hearing him speak for the first time. And then I got to shake his hand and meet him. And he told me, you're this natural leader. And then he challenged me. Oh, wow. It was one of those things. He, I said, well, what can I do to grow as a leader? And he said, I tell you what, I encourage you to go find something that you can see what your leadership looks like. He goes, because you have this natural in you. I could see you got leader all in you. Right. But there's no natural born leaders. There's only natural born babies. Right. (laughs) That's what you get. So he's like, let's go see what your leadership looks like. And so in so many words, it was basically go find a nonprofit and serve Hmm. and see who will follow you without any money. Yeah. Wow. And so I took him seriously. I quit my job that I was doing and I literally went and worked for a nonprofit and I spent 10 years doing it. Wow. And I led people without being able to pay them. Wow. It taught me about vision. It taught me about so many things. And literally, he's the one that inspired me to launch that whole uphill mindset and movement. Wow. Because he would always say, if it's worth it, it's uphill. It, he, he, the terms and the things that he says are so powerful. And the things that I have learned from him basically, you know, one is too small of a number to accomplish anything of great worth or value. Right. So that means you got to be, inclu- you got to include people like you're going to have to use collaboration, meaning it's the admission of weakness. You're admitting I'm weak. Wow. And that's a challenge <laughs> for people. Right. And yeah. so these are the things that I'm like at a young age going, there's the answers and I want to change and I want to grow and I want to do this day to day. It's uphill. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that journey. And so I got to a point where I said, it's a mindset. I want to help people understand you don't quit. You know, people quit on the hill. They don't quit at the bottom of it. They just mm-hmm. don't even get on it. Wow. Yeah. You know, they just <laughs> don't even hit the hill. But then you look at the Tour de France. They give those guys a yellow jersey for climbing a hill and riding that bike. Sometimes they've drafted. Sometimes they're in the lead. Sometimes they wreck. They come around. I mean, all kinds of, but man, you got to give them something. They mm-hmm. get that jersey. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like that yellow jersey. I'm like, I'm always on the quest for a yellow jersey. Yeah. I want to put myself through it. I want to learn to shift gears better on the hill. I want to learn how to draft with people on the hill. I want to learn to ride with people on the hill. I want to learn to change things that are broken on the hill. I don't want to go back down to do it. I want to I want to get off that bike that I'm riding and I want to fix it there and I want to start that slow climb again. Mm-hmm. You know you know yeah. have the way you gotta turn the, the old tire. school you gotta turn aside <laughs> I think we're gonna do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know like when you were a kid you Yeah we really you don't have you, enough momentum to go straight. That's right. But you got to generate it. And that's the key about the uphill life is it's all about creating the momentum necessary. It's all about learning to steer on the hill. Mm-hmm. It's learning about building the right relationships on the hill. Mm-hmm. But it's most importantly learning to for you to dig inside yourself, get a vision of your horizon, and put a demand on yourself so you can get the thing that you say that you're trying to get. Telling yourself you can be more, do more, and have more. So instead of I think I can, I think I can, little engine that could, mine is I can be more, I can do more, I can have more, I can be more, I can do more, I can have more. But your reason for being and doing and having are for you to figure out and no one else. Yeah. So everybody's hill is different? Everyone's hill to me is different. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to feel the same. And of course, someone's always, it's always going to be worse than you. Yeah. I can tell you, you know, Ted, I fell down the stairs today. Well, Tim, I fell down an elevator shaft, right? right? That's, you know what I mean? It's a, we can always one up. So the thing is, is focus on my hill and you focus on yours. Yeah. But we can encourage each other because the journey is going to feel different for each of us. Yeah. So we may be in a cross section of life together, an intersection that we're doing some life together with, but the hill's going to feel different for you mm-hmm. than it does for me. I love that. I love that. But it's a mindset. It certainly is. Now, and if it's worth it, that's where you're going to go. I have a couple questions before yes, we wrap up, of course, and uh, kind of with the no rain, no rainbows theme. I like to ask people, and whatever you're willing to share, what are some of the biggest storms or what is one of the biggest storms you've gotten through? Something that you look back and you think to yourself, I got through that. So anything looking ahead, I think I can get through. Yeah. Um I would say one of the biggest ones was when I had to reconcile, you know, you know, I, you know, I've shared with people and I don't mind putting it out there, but you know, I went through some serious abuse as a child, like as a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, very harmful. And so it caused me to live my life. Um, once again, I was a great chameleon, you know, and I was able to get around people and borrow color. I could, I would borrow things and I would just watch because my goal was to be able to get myself camouflaged enough into something where no one wouldn't see the thing that I was still trying to not let anyone see. I thought that people would look at me and I felt like they could see what happened. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it turned me into a little monster in an area of my life where, I mean, basically I thought that I was born to just fornicate, like literally, yeah. like it was my spiritual gift or something. Yeah. And, but it was because of these wounds that were inside of me and I needed to be healed. But the thing is, is you can't heal what you don't reveal. Mm. So you, you healed it by revealing it. Had to reveal. And so that taught me a lesson that things that I go through, that heal, healing comes through revealing. No matter what's happened, growth is still possible. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be fixed, and it doesn't dictate my direction. Mm-hmm. As soon as I can get to the place where I know that I'm safe to want, you know, share with someone, open up or whatever, but at least you get it to this point where it can be revealed, then I can actually start moving on to heal. Wow. You know, I see it today in the world. Everybody wants to tell on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no like if you, if something happens in your world, like you, hey Tim, you call me up and you you want to tell me about what happened, but everybody else wants to tell everybody else what's happened. Mm-hmm. And so as you're trying to reveal and heal, if people catch wind of things, unfortunately, we're just abusive to to each other. Now some things, yeah, I, I think they need to be brought to the light and maybe in a big loud way, but in most cases, you know, people need the opportunity to be able to heal. Through their own revealing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. reveal rather than get caught. <laughs> Do you understand what <laughs> exactly. I mean? And so people are scared. Yeah. Right? And so that's probably the, that's helped me to realize that I can tell you, well, Ted, I made a bad decision. It cost me $100,000. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I can reveal it. I've gotten to the point where I had enough healing happen. And it's still, um, it's a daily healing still to this day, but I'm okay. I can step out. I can talk. It's fine. I can share. And if, and if something goes wrong, you know what? I did it. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. So we talked about the storm. What are some of the rainbows that you're enjoying now? And maybe some of the, the sunshine and rainbows you're looking to head towards for your future. That my children's lives don't look like mine did. Wow. Not because my mom was an incredible mother raising boys on her own. But what I'm talking about, the things that I did, 
And I feel like, you know, we're not for, you know, for me, God's grace and things like that. Of course, we have to be involved in it. But seeing them make their decisions differently, knowing that, you know, yes, they've they've experienced tension and bad things around me and from me. Everyone will. Mm -hmm. But it's not hindered them because of the relationship and what we've been able to build and establish. But also seeing them grow, find their way and their that's a big rainbow for me yeah. because there's a fear growing up that they're going to turn out like you or you're going to spend your time trying to not let them, which turns you into a control freak. Yeah. But to let them grow and blossom and be confident that you can let them go, that it's their free moral agency, mm-hmm. that I don't need to violate it and I don't need to try to live vicariously through them. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's a strong rainbow for me right now. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see that rainbow. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody has the opportunity to connect with you, find you, and and learn more about Uphill Strategies and everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. So how can folks get in contact with you? Well, the, thank you for putting that there. So the best thing right now, because I'm in a big world of making changes to some things going like the Uphill Life's going to be launched, yeah. video and podcast. So you can go listen to Uphill Conversations. So there's like a hundred so episodes on there. So that's going to live in infamy now. It's yeah. going to be out there. I'll be launching the Uphill Life. So you can go to Spotify, Stitcher, or iTunes. Go listen to Uphill Conversations. Uphill Strategies, that website's in the process of being revamped. It's still Uphill Strategies, but it kind of gives you more of my corporate stuff that I do, working with businesses, entrepreneurs, and coaching them. My passion is to see companies have a healthy culture as their competitive advantage. And the healthy culture comes from healthy people and really developing them. So I am passionate about going in and working with them because all these people that are in the business came from somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so that's the other part. So I'm adding the people side outside of business. So it's going to have some great tiers for people to get into in different avenues. So if you're looking in the, in the business world, come over here, but in this area, here's personal stuff. And then lastly, um, Instagram. So I have other channels, but Reach out to me. If someone has a question, I would love, I'll take any question somebody sends. Absolutely. And so it's at Tim Pecoraro. So it's T-I-M-P as in Paul, E-C-O-R-A-R-O. And so it's just at Tim Pecoraro, but I would love for them to DM me and I love to help people and answer questions. I'm not going to solve their problem. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to create a loose end for them to tie up. Though. I love that. I love that. And I'll <laughs> definitely put that contact in the show notes for people to, to connect with you. So they'll have it right there. Literally, they can just tap it and it'll take you right yep. to your Instagram. Tim, man, I cannot thank you enough for the time and, and, and the knowledge that you've shared with us today. Well, thank you, man. I'm glad to be here and I'm ready. To, so when, now the uphill life, yeah. <laughs> you're coming on it, bro. Uh, fair enough. I'll have to stretch before I get on that. <laughs> no, you're going to be great because modern man, all this stuff. Oh, you're a straight uphill life man. Right I there. love it. I love it. Well, I'm just, I'm following suit and I, I do look up to you, Tim. I hope Thank you know you. that. And sooner or later, we're going to have to have you back on the show again and, and tackle some more some more topics and, and share with our, our listeners. But for now, um, thank you once again. And thank for you. everyone that made it to the end, thank you for your time. I hope you got a lot of value from this epi- episode talking about identity and wanting the same things, finding out what it is you want and not eating the elephant all at once and overwhelming yourself, but focusing on the day-to-day and the growth. And as Tim said, you're not going to get there. There's no destination. Yeah. You just keep growing. But that's that's the beauty in it. And I love the discover part discover who you are, and then serve. That's something huge I'm taking away because you sound like a servant. I knew right away that you're someone who serves, so I, I thank you for that. And anybody listening, we always say this at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow.